Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, here. Glad everybody can make it. I'm excited to hear from the men we got tonight. We've got a powerful group. Give you guys a quick rundown. This is our monthly special event for real. So once a month, we pick a topic, we dive a little bit deeper, and we hear from a powerful panel of men on that topic. Tonight, that topic is celebrating your queen. And we've got some amazing guys to talk to you about this tonight. And I'm excited to get into this. We've not done an event like this yet. So this is gonna be the first of many, um, celebrating our partners, our, our beautiful wives, our spouses. So what an awesome event. And the quote that we had up there in the description, let me read that, we're talking about light. I'm not bound to win, but I'm bound to be true. I'm not bound to succeed, but I'm bound to live up to what light I have. So the question was, what light are we shining? Are we shining that light on our queen? Are we shining that light on what's important to her, her power, her passion, her purpose in life? Are we showing up to support her in all the beautiful ways that she shows up in the world? And uh, that can be a tall question because that can force us as men to put our own pride, our own ego, our own want to fix it mentalities aside for a minute. So I don't really, um, we don't have any particular order. So Kai or Keith, whoever wants to go first, I'm going to interject some questions that we've had as we've got this up and rolling. Um, mm -hmm. We've got two amazing men to talk to you guys a little bit. I've got a few thoughts that I'm excited to share on this topic, but just know that you guys are getting some of the best of the best tonight. And <laughs> you're in for a treat so get ready hang on and even kai have some fun let him have it. let's do it my brother kai how are you sir it's good to see you man i'm good i'm good i guess i'll, I'll kick it off i'll get the ball rolling and everything welcome gentlemen good to see everybody um it's such a pleasure to be here uh for this real event you know celebrating our queens what's better than that especially during this month. Like um, we all pretty much in some way or another celebrate our Queens every day. Uh, some do it more than others, some do it less than others. So, but in some way we are celebrating our Queens and what a Queen I have on my hands. Um, just to tell you a little bit of the backstory of my Queen Zia Nix, uh, amazing, beautiful woman that I met now nine years ago. And not too many people know this, but I actually met my wife, my queen on match.com. So for everybody out there who thinks match.com does not work, yes, you can find a beautiful queen on the internet. And I was just so lucky and fortunate to do so. Um, what a whirlwind when I first met her, when I saw her photo, her profile photo was her on the beach with this long curly hair, hitting the sand almost, doing Tai Chi on the beach. And I almost fell out my stool when I first saw the picture. I immediately wrote her back and was like, we must meet, who are you? You are phenomenally gorgeous. And we did, I, I had to meet this woman and we met up, had a date in Harlem, and she gave me a hard time. Our first date, all her walls were up. 
because immediately when she saw me, she was like, you're a player. You're definitely a player. And her walls immediately went up. And for me, I've always been around ladies who it was kind of easy to flow and easy to get into, but this was, she was putting her walls up against me. And that intrigued me more. I was like, there's something about this intelligent woman in front of me that I just need to get to know more of. So uh, I persisted and persisted and persisted. And of course, since like day one, we we've been by each other's side every second of the way, every day of the way we travel together. Uh, we got married in 2014. Um, so it was short engagement, short engagement. We met in 2012, we got married in 2014. I knew this was the one. And this was my first marriage. Uh, I got married late in life. So I waited for the right one. And I'm so happy that I did that. Um, I didn't go through multiple marriages to find that one. I waited and waited until I knew that this woman was the one for me. And I'm glad I waited. We don't have any children together, but I had a, a daughter prior to us getting married. And when we met, she, my daughter was 14 when Zia came into my life. And that was sort of a battle and a challenge for Zia coming into a teenager, a girl at that for the single father. So she was very protective of that. So, um, but we made it work though. We made it work. And people on the outside see our marriage as this incredible marriage, this fairy tale marriage that we're always happy. We're always smiling, but we have our challenges. We've had our challenges in the beginning stages of our marriage and we had to work through those. And it was worth working through with Zia. It was worth everything, all the peaks, all the valleys that we went through to stay with this woman, to learn this woman and to understand her. And that's what it took for me to understand and learn that I needed to focus more on her, her wants and her needs, because we spoke a different love language. And gentlemen, if you're familiar with love languages, we all have different love languages. And we were speaking different love languages in the beginning of our relationship. And I can give, I can say this to the men, that it's so important that you learn the language that your partner is speaking so you guys can get on the same page on things in life. Because if you're speaking two different languages, she's gonna see, feel, and hear something different than what you're actually trying to give her. You know, some women, love language might be receiving stuff, gifts. They love to receive gifts and they, felt, they feel special by receiving gifts or they love the spoken word. They love to hear, I love you or this or that, or some women love to touch. They wanna to be held. But if you don't know what that is, how can you fully love your woman or your partner? So that's important. And that's something I had to learn. And the beautiful thing about Zia is that she's a strong woman. She's a doctor. You know, I, I married a doctor 
and a very smart girl. And she taught me as a man so many things that have brought me to the pinnacle of who I am right now as a man. If it wasn't for her, like, let me just start off by saying, I wasn't into personal development prior to meeting my wife. I knew of it, I read books here and there, but she actually was like, God, you have to dive into personal development because I do personal development. I'm growing every day and I'm getting higher and higher with my awareness and myself. And if you're not growing with me as a partner and as a man, I will tell you without a doubt, I'm gonna leave you behind. And I'm like, wow. So I had to make a decision for myself. Do I be stubborn as a man and say, no, I don't wanna do personal development. That's your thing. Let me do my thing. Or am I gonna say, hey, I wanna grow with this woman. This is the woman I wanna be with for the rest of my life. Let me take everything that she's given me and trying to teach me so I can grow with this woman. And that's the challenge that we all have to take as men. Are you willing to stop the stubbornness and learn to adapt? And that's what it is. You have to learn to adapt to your partner. She has to adapt to you. You have to adapt to her so you can get on the same playing field. So I started doing the personal development and that took me to different levels. That took me into business with her, which is a challenge in itself. <laughs> doing business with your wife is a challenge in itself. And the thing about doing business with your partner is that that's probably the hardest thing any man can do. Because prior to her, I was running gyms. I was running health clubs in New York City. Like people came to me when they needed stuff done. Whereas when we started doing business together, I came into her business. And that was a challenge for me. And that was a way, it was, it was an eye-opening experience where I had to say, wow, I'm actually learning from you. I don't know that much about this. So I have to actually buckle down, settle down and learn exactly what's going on with you as a woman and how you want to run this business. And let me see how I actually fit into the business. And once I found, and once we found that connection on how to do that, on how to connect and fit in and work together, once we got all out over all those challenges and pitfalls that we experienced in the beginning, it was a beautiful connection between us. And the, every woman, especially my woman, needs support. Partners need support. And I can, I'm, I'm, I feel so, sorry, and I want to help the men who are out there who feel that they don't support their partners in a significant way. 
because your partner feels that. They know when you not you don't have their back 100%. In any scenario, like any scenario, they feel that as women. So one thing that I learned, gentlemen, is that you have to, at times, swallow your pride because men are prideful, but strong. And that's just the way we were built up as young men. You know, be strong, handle your own, take care of everything. You're the man, you take care of everything. How long is that gonna work for you when you're trying to work with your partner in a business? So there's times where you just have to swallow that in, adapt and change. And change is the hardest thing any man can do. That's the hardest thing anyone can do, especially a man, because we know what we want, we see what we want, and that's the way it is. But I can say that my queen, I've given her support. I've given her guidance. I let her know that I'm there for her no matter what, through the good times, through the bad times, through any time, I'm her ride or die. She can always wake up and count on her man for anything. And there's nothing that I wouldn't do for her. So once you, when you find someone in your life who's that special and you know in your heart that she's special, you'll do absolutely anything to make that woman smile every single day. And I'm not saying that there won't be challenges. But the challenges are great. We want the challenges because when we have the challenges, it's only gonna make us stronger. It's only gonna make us more connected. It's only gonna bring us closer together. So bring on the challenges. You know, the, the, the strong work out things when it gets tight. When it gets hard, you figure it out. You don't wave the towel. You don't throw in the towel and say, oh, I'll just find somebody else. No, this is your queen. So whatever challenges arise, you figure that out with her. You do whatever it takes. You swallow that pride and you just succumb. And when I say succumb, I say that in a positive way. I say succumb in a way where you actually learn what she actually needs from you. That's the most important thing. What is your wife or your partner, girlfriend asking from you? What does she need at this point in her life? You know, there's, we have this Mother's Day thing where all mothers get celebrated. It's a beautiful thing and it's nice, quote unquote, but celebrate your partner every day, not just special days, 
not once a year when you bring the bou big bouquet of flowers home and the card and the candy and you take her out to the nice dinner. You don't do that on one occasion during a year. You do that daily. And it does, when I say daily, I'm not saying flowers, candy, and dinner every day daily. But you do something that makes her smile and makes her say, that's why I love you. You're my man. You're my king and I'm your queen. And that's in a simple, I love you. I appreciate you. And I appreciate all the things that you do in this relationship from the bottom of my heart. And just by saying that to her will go so far. That's better than any present. That's better than any dinner out. That's all she wants to hear, that she's appreciated. And, you know, you're going to hear from some powerful men like my brother Keith, and his, he's going to talk about his queen. John's going to talk about his queen. But I'll leave you guys with this one, one note that take the time to find out all you can about your partner, the good and the bad. And learn to see everything that sparkles in her eyes because she sees you as her king. And if she doesn't see you as, because she knows she's a queen, and all she needs is a powerful king to stand beside her. So be that king in her life. Be that person that when she looks to the left or the right, you're standing there and she feels safe. She feels secure and she feels protected. That's what you are to her. You're her protection. And when you lose that protection, when she feels she's not protected, you've lost so much at that point in time. So make sure you, your woman always feels protected, seen, and heard. Those are the three most important things you can do for your queen. Um, that's all I can say about my beautiful queen, Zia. She's, I, I love her to death blowing kisses to her and you know it's it's I, I love this topic because we need to celebrate our queens more we need to do it daily like i said and i'm glad we're having this talk right now so i'll leave you guys with that thank you for letting me share that with you guys so good thanks Kai. i appreciate you man appreciate you your message um you and zia are a powerful powerful couple uh, Keith, I'm excited to hear from you next and what we have to, um, to hear from you, man. I, I know your story very, very well, and you are uh, amazing, right? As a kind of single father, raised a daughter, you, you've got superhero, and we all, we all achieve that status. Not everybody achieves that status, but when you achieve that status, it's, it's, our path looks a little bit unique. And I'm excited for people to hear your story and what you have done. Uh, you, you open up in ways, you show up in vulnerable ways and powerful ways. Um, so lay it on us, brother. We'd love to hear and learn. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. My story is, it's funny listening to Kai talk because there's, 
a lot of similarities and then there's crazy differences like you know Kai has a child and I have eight <laughs> so there's like the dynamics of the household are completely different and Carrie and I got married 23 years ago she was 20 and I was 24 so I would like to say that I, I mean, I know I married the right one, but I didn't necessarily wait and, and have a lot of, a lot of uh, experience. Um, it's funny, I mean, it reminded me when I asked Carrie to marry me, um, we were young, we had already had a kid and I wasn't like, I didn't want to marry her just because we had a child together. I felt like I could be a good father without necessarily having to be a husband and you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. That was my thought process at the time. And I remember uh, a friend of mine asking me, he's like, well, what if you woke up tomorrow and Carrie was gone? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, did she break up with me? Did she leave? Did she die? Did... He's like, just, she's gone. Like, what, it, like, how does that feel for you? And I was like, like, I was like, I can't even imagine. Like, I, I wouldn't even begin to think of my life without her. And that was the moment I knew that I needed to marry her and that I needed to make her a part of my life forever unfortunately for us uh man I was a hot mess when we got married and I had zero tools and I had done no personal development and we were young and we didn't know who we were let alone like I you know when you're talking about get to know your woman and get to know your queen and know what she wants I was like when we got married neither one of us knew what we wanted so our experience has been kind of different because we grew together and and it made me think about um commitment like how important commitment is because it's so easy now you, you see couples all the time and the slightest trouble comes up and they just bounce like you know either party not to lay blame it's typically usually seems like it's the the dude who decides that, that he doesn't want to put in the work or you know it's that ego right like we don't want to succumb I like I like the word surrender because I find I like to I, I like to try to just surrender my ego and surrender my pride to, you know, whatever is the better solution for my family, which quite frankly, the best solution for my family is to honor their mother and to honor my wife and to provide her that space. Um, she's been a guiding light for me since forever. Uh, you know, it's funny, we, we, we work together also. We have that, you know, we do this, this business together and my situation was so we were married when we started the business, but I wasn't going to have anything to do with it. And it was her thing. And then as the business grew and our relationship grew and very similar um, in very similar ways where like personal development became sort of a through line for us and growing together. And with that comes that communication. Like, you know, you talk about love languages. That was a big that was a big turning point for us when we learned each other's love languages and we understood what that meant you know, for Carrie, it's acts of service and words of affirmation. So I make sure that I do things for her. I could buy her things and it won't matter. We moved recently and a painting I had painted for her. She was like, yeah, we can get rid of that. Cause she don't really worry about getting, like, she's not sentimental. I was like, what do you mean? Like that's, but like, it wasn't in her love language. Right. But packing up the house and doing the physical labor to move it that was the thing that, that makes her feel special. It makes her, so understanding what those things are for your partner is huge. And StrengthsFinder for us was also like even more of a game changer because 
things that I do that would drive her crazy or vice versa. Um, we become, we became able to understand how the person works, like, you know, how they're wired. And it was no longer, well, I'm difficult because I'm always asking questions and always doing stuff because I'm a learner. It was, well, this is who you are. And so how can I work within that space? Right. And so that was the same for her. Um, learning how she operates and learning how, you know, she does things allows me to show up best for her. And I tell people all the time, like, the only thing we really control is how we show up. And that's our choice. So as you get to know them, and as you get to understand what your queen needs, it's, it's up to us to decide how we show up with that. Are we going to show up and offer that to them? Are we going to show up and support them in that? Or am I going to show up for me? Right? Am I going to show up for what I need? And for me, it's just, I don't know. My wife is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like I got sober because of her. I needed to do the work, but she was a driving force behind my path to recovery. I am a better father because of her. I'm a better husband because of her. Um, and, you know, I look at, I look at so many couples that struggle with things. And I just feel like if they would stop and take a breath and kind of go back a chapter, like, why did you get together? What was the things that, you know, like, are you still talking? Are you still dating? And most of us, when we met our, when we met our partners, like we're talking for hours, you know, we're spending tons of time together. And then you have a few kids and you got jobs and you got careers. And all of a sudden, like you come home and you just go to bed. Right. Or you just, you have a glass of wine and watch Netflix and don't talk to each other. And it's like, well, that wasn't what got you to be in love with each other. So like, we make sure that like date night is non-negotiable. Like we make sure that we go, even if it's just her and I going on a walk for an hour, like that's okay. But like that time is hers, that time is ours. And I'm going to make sure that whatever, wherever she's at, whatever's on her mind, I'm asking those questions. I'm making myself aware so I can show up and support her through those things and vice versa. Um, it's funny, I, you know, something else that came to my mind, Kyle, while you were talking was, you know, the struggles, like your faith and your love and your beliefs are only proven to be true when they're tested. Like, it's easy to go, oh, I love you. You're so great. Everything's good. And then when things start to get rocky, it's like, oh, well, I love you, but not that much. I want to mess up. Like, I don't want to have to work through that. I don't want to deal with that. And it's like your beliefs and, and what you like, your core values those are, those to me are what gets tested and show up. So like, if, if, if you can develop the tools to, through those struggles, hang on to like the reason you got together and the reason that things are good when they're good and remember those things when they're not, it's super important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know where, like where, where, where you kind of want to take this or if you got questions or stuff, but for me, for Carrie and I, we've got a huge family. There's so many people and, and we have to be very, very conscious to show up for one another. And, and, you know, we've, we've been through like almost like three phases of, of our, of our marriage. Cause there was like young Keith and Carrie when we only had two kids and we didn't really know who we were. And then there's like Keith and Carrie sober and having a bunch of kids and building a business together. And then there's like post stroke, like three years ago this month, my wife had a major stroke and I stepped in as caregiver 
and, and in a lot of different ways. Um, and I got to be honest, man, like I was very tested in not my love for her because that was that was clear, but what it meant to surrender my own ego, because when you go from having a partner where you're doing 50 50 a lot and then all of a sudden you're doing all the laundry, you're doing all the cooking, all the shopping, all the cleaning, all the, all the diapers, all the things so your wife can heal, which I wasn't complaining about that, but it was like, it wasn't easy to have that shift and go, Oh, okay. My role has changed and, and what that looks like. And like the upside to that is that we're learning each other all over again, because while my wife has recovered from her stroke in enormous ways, she's also a different person. Like her taste buds have changed dinners. I used to make for her. She doesn't like other things I used to make, but I knew she didn't like, she does like, like different, like the dynamics have changed in our household. And so we get to play it all over again. And that's for me, that's where that commitment piece comes in. Like, she's not the same person I married. I'm not the same person she married, thankfully. <laughs> like, you know, so it's a commitment. It's saying till death do us part, I am your ride or die. I'm here and we're going to figure it out. And some weeks that's, that's really hard. And other weeks, you know, it's amazing. It's the best thing ever. And I wish, I wish I've told my kids numerous, numerous times that my greatest prayer for them is that they find a partner like I did who, who raises them up and enriches and encourages them through all of their stuff. And, and so that's one of my big goals from like a legacy standpoint is modeling that behavior so that my, like, I feel bad for the guy that marries my daughters because I'm working my ass off to set the ball really high. Like he is going to have to work and that's what I want. I want them to be honored. So think about that. If you're struggling and you're like, I don't know, your wife and you are kind of trying to figure things out. Think about the man that you want your daughter to marry and show up like that with your partner. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I agree to that 100%. Because everybody who dates my daughter, I take a picture of them with my phone. Like I got your picture in my phone, so <laughs> just know that I know what you look like. I know who you are. Yeah, I, you. <laughs> I have told my girls, I'm like, you don't, you know how I treat your mother, and that's what you deserve, if not better. So that's that's where the bar's at, and yeah. and that's that's amazing, brother. And I know John is going to speak about his lovely queen, but you know, I just want to quickly say that just imagine how many marriages could be could have been saved if each partner took the time was willing to know each other's love language so many people divorce and they're divorcing because this partner's asking for something this partner's trying to give something that this partner doesn't want and vice versa and they're like he doesn't get me, she doesn't get me. You're not the right person for me. No, you can be the right person. Just learn each other, learn each other's yeah. language. And that could potentially save a marriage. That could save a relationship. Mm -hmm. Learn what she actually wants. She needs to learn what you actually want. Yeah. It's so, so valuable. That's a big part too is, like I know we're talking about honoring our queens and celebrating them as we should be. Also, though, you got to get vulnerable 
as a man about what you want and be willing to share that and have an understanding, like self-awareness, like Carrie pushed me to define what I wanted and, and get clear, which was, that's a bit of that personal development piece, right? Like, and that's not to say from an ego standpoint in any respect, but like you can't, you almost can't show up a hundred percent for your partner if you aren't also showing up for yourself and you don't know what you want. Right. Cause like, that's where that, that communication is so key. Cause also your queen wants you to be happy. Right. And for me, like one of the things that makes me the happiest is to honor her. And so, you know, I want to make sure I know what she wants. And we have those conversations about, you know, what the, those dynamics look like. It's so important, like communication and like true, honest dialogue. Right. And, and there's so much else too. I mean, there, we could go on forever, but yeah, I think that's huge, man. Yeah. Yeah. And let, let, let's, Let's introduce this man right here. Why not? Um, the, the creator of real, the man, the myth, you know, incredible father, incredible husband, father of a tribe of 30. How many kids you got? 20? Only nine. Nine, nine. Father of nine. <laughs> One of the few people that has more kids than I do. <laughs> father of a tribe of beautiful kids um and i know him and his queen have been together since they were giving each other puppy eyes back in the day was it high school 15 back in high school so it's a pleasure you guys are going to enjoy this hearing this man speak about his queen john bush please take it away brother thank you kai Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Kai. Um, guys, let me start by just saying that I have had many, when I say many, many opportunities to up-level myself, humble myself, and I've never regretted any one of them. Um, those opportunities have come through everything from embarrassing moments, and me realizing um, I could do better, right? I could do a whole lot better than the way that I was behaving and the way that I was treating my wife, than the things that I would look at, the things that I would listen to, like that she deserves so much more. It scared me at first to think, could I be this person that she deserves? It was easier to stay in my crap. It was easier to choose uh, you know, some questionable music that's gonna have a whole lot more explicit content. It's easier to choose um, you know, a questionable movie that might have a few more scenes with some more naked people like it's easier to go down that road and stay in some of that default but the vulnerable part for me is running that out 10 20 30 years it scared the hell out of me like i i saw myself in a place where just like kai's talking about like she's grown because i can see that she's on a path and what scared me the most wasn't that i wasn't good enough it was really that like, I was, I was just afraid to step into my greatness. Um, I knew that she was already awesome. I knew she was already great. I knew what she deserved. I was scared to grow. Like I was just scared to grow as a person. I didn't know what that looked like because I'd never been that person before. Like I didn't know what that version of John looked like. 
my go-to when we got together with our friends from high school, we met at 15 years old for a long time. And she didn't tell me for years that this bothered her, but I should have known guys, I should have known. When we got together with our friends and we'd be hanging out, if things got awkward, I had, I, it was easy for me to make friends. I had a good group of friends. They always treated her great. They were her friends as well. When things got awkward, like my go-to would be to, to poke fun or to like find something to do to like make a joke and not to totally embarrass her, but kind of in a way that like, man, I knew better. I should not have been saying anything that was anything other than I'm here for you. I had to grow. I had to learn and I had to overcome a lot of different things that just meeting at 15, going to 20, he's talking about it, going to 20 to 30, being 36 now, she's birthed nine children. She said something to me today and I'm grateful that I'm able to respond this way now. She said something to me today and she's, we're heading to Mexico next week on Monday. Guys, and I will tell you, we'll be married 17 years in July. This is the first vacation that she and I are taking together alone without the kids. We've had nine kids over a span of 16 years. So any given year, she's been pregnant, she has really hard pregnancies or recovering from pregnancies. So when I tell you I've had many opportunities, I'm talking about physically helping support her to get back to where she wanted to be after birth. I'm talking about mentally, right? Pre-birth, postpartum depression, the whole gamut. So mentally, emotionally, many opportunities to grow and show up for my woman. But this vacation we're so looking forward to, the beautiful thing is that the man that she gets to go on this vacation with is nothing like the man that she met in high school, nothing like the man that she married at 19. I am so excited to be with her and get lost with her on vacation and just celebrate her because she deserves that. She said something to me today and she's worried about it because she knows, you know, bathing suits, stuff like that. Oh, she made a comment about her stomach. And I'm like, your stomach, your womb, Carrie, nine children. You made us a family. You are the reason that Bush isn't just John Bush. It's the, you know, you brought us from a me to an us to a tribe, right? To have the recognition and the awareness to show up and realize that when she's putting herself down and what Keith and Kai are talking about here in love languages and different things like that, she's not putting herself down because she wants pity or because she wants anything else, but she's looking for me to show up for her. Like those little tests, like, are you still there for me? You're still there for me. Are you still, do you, you know, do you got me? So it's an opportunity for us as men to show up and say, yes, I'm here and I always will be. Um, so that felt really good to do that. Another thing that I have, I have to share with you guys is the word fine. If you are newly married, we're going to see this in the future, and you are newly married and just figuring things out, the word fine is not fine. So I define fine <laughs> as frustrated, irritated, not elevated. They are not fine. They're farther from God. They are not okay. Um, it is emotion. There's a lot of emotion in the word fine, but emotions are okay, right? Just energy in motion. There's nothing wrong with emotions. But in that moment when she's fine, we as men try to show up to fix it. And this is where we want to kind of bring, that, bring out the toolkit and figure things out. Not the time to talk. Not the time to try to fix it. Show her. Don't tell her. Show her that you love her. Find the ways to be able to engage and connect with her and show her that you love her. Today, it was a quick stop off somewhere, her favorite chocolate spot so she could get this iced chocolate drink that she wakes up in the middle of the night and dreams about. I really don't care for it. I don't like it, but 
whatever. It makes her happy. So we did that today. Didn't really have the time, but we fit it in. It's 640 at night and I haven't eaten lunch. Like it just, we, but we fit that in. So it's all good. We fit that in. <laughs> today is a win because she's good. And the other piece of advice I would share here um, when it comes to our queens is recognize when, the, when they are falling into OPP, when they're falling into other people's priorities or they're falling into other people's problems, be their lifeline, be there for them. Lean in, grab their arm, grab their hand and help them hit the reset, help them kind of come back into alignment. That, that's, I feel like our job is just to like resync the souls. And it's a big ask, guys. I know this. And you guys on here, you know this. It's a big ask. We carry a lot of weight. But it's not because we're not capable. Mm -hmm. Because that's our ask. So we do it. We show up and we do it. And we celebrate it. So I could go on for a long time with stories. But that's not what this is about. We got some fun questions to get into. And I want to really pull some powerful information from from the questions that have come in, uh, we had a couple in the chat box, so we'll get to those, but a few that we had come in through our community. Um, let's kick this off, and Keith or Kai, either one of you that wanna jump in, go for it. So this first question was from Ted, and Ted, you're on here, man. Do you wanna kick this question off, or do you want me to read it out? All right, hold on, I'm, get, I'm getting ready. Here I am. All right. Yeah, before my, before my queen took my son to baseball practice, she told me about all the laundry that has to be done. So uh, I've been listening and, and been busy at the same time. So, um, so I, I, got, I got the hint, I guess I should say. Um, so the question I asked, what was the question I asked? Oh. Um, Drawing the line. What, yeah, where do you draw the line between spoiling her and suffocating her mm. right she has her love languages right you know if it's if it's acts of service does she want you to do absolutely everything probably not if it's a words of affirmation at some point it gets old probably right you buy her so much stuff you can't you know hug her every two minutes so so like where 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 do you draw the line between suffocation and spoiling that's that's a great question, great um, question. i actually have some experience in that um, specifically with Carrie's stroke recovery, because immediately after her stroke, it wasn't that she was incapable. It was just that it wasn't really a good idea for her to do very much. And there were some things that she was incapable of at the moment. And we really had to define what those lines were between empowering and enabling. Right. So you kind of said, you know, where's the line when you, when you spoil them or suffocate them, I think you can spoil them and, there's also, for me, it goes back to the communication piece. Like, you know, there are things that you want to do based on their love language, based on their strength that you want to do to surprise them or to care for them or to honor them. And, you know, it's also okay, in my, in my opinion, to sort of push a little bit and say, like, is this something you want to do? Is this something that like, what do you want? Like back to Kai's point about like getting to know them and having an understanding. Um, and some of that takes time, right? And you're going to miss the mark on occasion. I mean, Carrie has come to me and said, hey, I can do this, you know, let me do this. And so we've had to go, okay, cool. Well, let's, let's talk about what those boundaries are now. Like, let's talk about, because they get redefined every 
couple of months, every year or two, it's like, oh, this is a thing. So like, I think part of it is being vulnerable enough to ask and recognize that fine doesn't mean fine. <laughs> like, you know, if it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, okay, I'm going to pick up on that. And maybe you don't push and have the conversation right then, but you, you know, you try to navigate that. Um, for Carrie, it's funny. She'll, she'll tell me straight up. She's like, I need to be alone. You know, I need to go do this. I need to go do that. And sometimes that's not convenient for me because that means I, I have the kids or I have to adjust my schedule to meet that need. Um, and I've had to learn to not say, well, that's not fair, right? Like John, to John's point, like the, the head of the household, the, the head of the family, you know, I firmly believe that where goes my wife goes my family, right? Like her attitude, her energy, her feelings of safety and all that but it's my job to support her in that and to provide that. And on the face of it, it isn't fair, but that's not what's important, right? Like if we're gonna step up and really like shift the legacy of, of our families, then we need to do that. And so that requires us also to like fail. And sometimes you'll suffocate her and give her permission to say, hey, if I'm going too far, say something so that I can get better. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where you were surrendering that ego and just saying, I want to show up as best as I can for you and give her permission to call you out and to say, Hey, that's, that's too much. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, real quickly on that, there's, I think the line that is drawn is when you know her language and when you guys communicate, spoiling is a beautiful thing. Your woman wants to be spoiled. Trust that. But when she's being spoiled in her language or when you guys are communicating well, if you guys are doing the opposite of that, if you guys are not communicating, if you don't know her love language, then it becomes suffocating to her. You're suffocating her at that point. The slightest thing that you might do might annoy her. Your breathing wrong could annoy her. The way you chew your food, like, God, I hate the way you chew your food like that. Because you don't know <laughs> what this woman really wants. And y'all haven't communicated that with each other. So I don't think spoiling is a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. Every woman wants to be spoiled in a beautiful way. But it can become suffocating if you don't have the communication and you don't have the correct love language with your lady. It can be very suffocating for her. I love it. I'll, I'll put my 30 seconds on it. Um, Robert Snow. So back a couple of years ago, Keith ran an incredible shift event. Uh, first ever, right? Awesome, awesome men's event. And I remember Robert Snow talked about this. So Dr. Snow was talking about aligning values. And that was the first time I had ever heard that. And his, if you haven't seen it, um, inside a reel, a quick plug for Keith and what we got going on here, inside a reel, you guys can access all of those past recordings. Um, I'd have to take a look at it, but I think it's like 20 bucks or whatever, and we pass that straight to Keith and appreciate his time, energy, and effort for putting that together. So if you check out Robert's video, he talks about anything that's like a disconnect there, just being a simple case of misaligned values. So doing some work on the love language, doing some work on the values, and making sure that you are keeping each other's highest priorities in mind. Um, and I, I don't think you're gonna go wrong there. 
Uh, all right, so we had, John, do you want to hit on this? Um, what if your dreams are different? John Chase? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, sorry, I jumped on a little late. I'm, I was actually in the middle of cooking dinner for my, my queen. Good man. Um, we're on vacation, but it's not, it's not anywhere warm. It's actually really cold up here. Anyways, um, yeah, so this is something that my wife and I have talked about a lot. And it's probably the only thing that has ever caused a rift in, in us. Um, and that is, so we're taught, right. As, as men, as leaders, I feel like in almost every self-help book, uh, to, to pursue your dreams, find your passion, find your purpose in life and pursue it to the level of being able to do, um, a type of service to other people, make a living off of, off of that purpose. And, uh, I feel like I've done that. But what if, what if, and this is my case, I don't know about any of you guys, what if that's not her dream? Let me just give you an example. What if she doesn't want the gym? What if that's not, she doesn't, you, she just wants to get rid of the gym. Nope, I don't want to have a gym. I'd rather go and travel and, and road school our kids. And, you know, like, what, what do you do about that? Her dream is totally different than my dream. So how do, how do we, how do we do, what do we do about that? And I figured this would be the best time to get some other feedback from other people because in every book I've ever read, they don't, they don't cover that. You know, they always talk about following your passion, your dream, but what if your passion and your dream doesn't align with your queen? What if she doesn't want to live in the kingdom that, that you've created, right? What do we do? I'm leaving up to you guys because I have no clue. I can't, I can't answer it. And we have an awesome relationship. That's the thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like we, it is amazing. And, but I feel like in order for me to give her truly like who I am and what I am, I feel like there's still something that I, I can't fully give because she's putting in so much sacrifice for, for me. Right. But then if I, it was the other way around, if I gave up everything, my passion of serving other people with their bodies, their minds, and I gave up all of that for her dream, then I feel like I wouldn't be living my, my true, true purpose, what I can give to people. Yeah. So, so you guys see, kind of see what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's heavy. It's yeah. heavy. It's a great question. Cause I think a lot of couples, I think a lot of human beings go through that. Cause like, especially the longer you're together, you know, like my wife and yeah. I've been together 25 years. We were not the same people. And you know, I launched a podcast. I did the shift event. I have a podcast now that was born out of that. And she's not really a fan. I, I'll be honest. I don't think she's listened to maybe a 10th of the podcast that I've published because yeah. it's just not her thing. And she kind of sees it as a distraction. Um, I don't have any like direct answers for you. There's a great book that I would read um, that I don't know that it'll give you answers, but it might give you some pathways to find some answers. Um, and maybe you've already read it, but it's called the third alternative. Um, okay. And it talks about how oftentimes when we're in these conflicts and, and it, conflicts don't have to be bad. They're just challenges. They're just, that's what they are. There's person A wants one thing, person B wants another. And we've kind of been trained to come up with a compromise where I'll give up some of what I want. You give up some of what you want and we'll find a, a middle ground. 
the third alternative says, what if we scrap both of what we want and we come up with a third solution that gives all of us what we want and no one has to compromise or sacrifice? Yeah. Um, got some really great tools in it. And, and so that might help you. Um, but I'd be curious to hear what Kai says, because I know you and Zia have have like yeah and real differences on some things that we do and sometimes to resolve that or get clarity on that um i've learned this and i've been accustomed to learning this method that if you're having a struggle or issue sometimes a coach is not a bad thing if you want to be a better basketball football player, you get a football coach. You get a basketball coach. If you want to elevate your business, you get a business coach. If you want to elevate your sex life and it's not going right and you're having issues in your sex life, you get a sex coach. You know, if the marriage is having trouble, you get a marriage coach. So these are things that I had to learn, like, wow, I don't know it all. And maybe someone else can give me a different perspective, give us a different perspective of something that I might be missing or not hearing that I can take to heart and bring this into the relationship. So I wouldn't put put it past anyone from hiring or getting a coach on specific things if they wanna be better in a certain area of their life, of their marriage, it's not, a, it's not the worst thing because we don't know it all. We don't know it all. And once we figure out and understand that we don't know it all, things will start to fall into place. So we can get help from other aspects and other places to help us build and make what we have solid with the partner we wanna spend the rest of our lives with do it. Go for it. Don't shy away from it. You know, if you you, you could have been the best back in the day in your heyday and had all the ladies and had all the sex in the world, but it's not working with your your partner who you're spending the rest of your life with. And you now you need to figure that out. And that's who you want to figure it out with. So, you know, get a sex coach, get a marriage coach, and they'll help you figure those things out. And I'm glad we have a circle in a group like this, like the real group, where we can talk openly and talk freely and let these things come off our chest so we can get this type of, you know, feedback from each other to help each other out because that's what we're here for. That's what this group is for, to be there for one another. You know, we can, we might, you might get one nugget from this conversation, anybody listening to this, and it might shift their whole relationship and be like, gosh, I'm so happy I listened to that real call tonight. One thing was said, and that changed my whole relationship. So it's a beautiful thing. And, I, I, you know, John, you, you're a powerful brother. So you're going to, everything that you're trying to figure out, trust that you'll figure out. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, Keith, I appreciate that, that book. You said it was... Uh... Um, the third it's called the, the third alternative alternative okay yeah i remember off the top of my head who wrote it that's okay i'll look into it i mean i i i value that i um like i said i've read tons of different books and 
and I, I agree with all the different coaching and all that kind of stuff. I've, I've done a lot of, or hired multiple mentors to help me in the areas with my gym and all that kind of stuff. But it, it did bring me further away from her dream, her passion, what she wants in her life. And I, and, but it, it's not a stress between us. That's the thing. Like she just feels yeah. like, well, I'll just do what he, you know, I'll just support him, which I love about that, that she totally supports me in it. Um, but there's some part of me that's like, I don't know if I could totally give up all of the things that I'm doing for other people and support her in her dream. I don't know if I could do that. I really don't. And that's, I don't know if I'm too prideful, but I love what I do. Yeah. I love helping people. You know what I mean? And it's like, to totally shift that, it would be, it would be hard. Could I do it? Yes, of course. Do I want to? No. <laughs> so maybe this third alternative, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll figure out something. I, I don't know. Yeah. You're, you're one of the luck, workers that I know, John. So this is, um, for me, my, my mind is going towards the Byron Katie. There's other people's business. There's your business and there's God's business. Like nobody has any business in God's business. And we waste a lot of time working about other people's just within our sphere and you two if it's not bringing you closer together then it might be doing the opposite there might be some things there where you both kind of come together and yeah you found your purpose but is it your divine purpose like is it something that you've taken to god like is this my highest in life what would you have me do and i know that your ultimate goal and i know the way you love your wife cherish your wife and take care of your family um that is all the ways that you're doing that so what if, what if I, I hate to play devil's advocate on you here, John, but what if you have taken it to God and God said, this is what I want you to do, but it's still not what your wife wants. I'm just saying like, God she, give her, he could give her a different answer. He should, he sure could. He could, he'd give her a totally different answer and what she should do and what I should do. It's not, it's not always going to be equal unison. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I don't. I don't feel like it has to though. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just throwing that. I'm just throwing that at you. I mean, I have, I brought it, I brought it to him and I've asked, I, I did all the clarity stuff years ago. And this is why I went into what I went into, you know, anyways, I love it though. I thank you so much guys for, for, for your, for your answers. I mean, we, this is great conversation. I, I love that we have a community like this. Like Ty was saying, that we can feed off of each other and really grow. And uh, maybe there's something right here that somebody heard that all of us just talked about. And, and it will help them. Maybe they've been struggling with some type of question they didn't ask. And mm -hmm. now they've got an answer for it. And that's great. That, that gives me a sense of purpose right here amongst you guys in this community. I love it. Absolutely. All right. And I know you're going to end us out, John, but I have to go. And I just want to leave this for the men um, real quickly. Two questions. Ask yourself deeply, how much love do you show to your queen? That's the first question. Ask yourself that. How much love do you show to your queen? Second question. Do you give her the attention that she craves for daily? Do you give her the attention that she craves for daily? So I challenge all of you 
to give her every attention that a beautiful queen desires. And I'll leave you guys with that. It's been a pleasure being with you men. It's been a pleasure being whoever hears this. I hope you get something, whether it's one small nugget from it. And I know brother John is gonna close everybody out. You guys stay on. I have to dash off, but I just wanna say, I love you guys. Awesome. Love you guys. Thank you. thank you. All right, gentlemen, wrap quick housekeeping. Let me just say thank you to everybody. Uh, special thanks to Kai and Keith for sharing their messages tonight, taking the time away from their families. I'll let you guys get back to yours. Let me just tell you that next month we're planning third Thursday. Again, we're going to do a fatherhood focused event for next month being Father's Day. Um, excited for that. We're going to be putting together a panel of fathers a powerful papa's panel, triple P's. So it's going to be a fun, fun group. We'll put together some great, great people and uh, messages. Thank you guys. You are going to be able to uh, catch this. We'll get the recording, put it up on the YouTube channel, and then we'll also chop up the audio and get it into the podcast as well. So you guys can grab this for whatever, um, you know, whoever needs to hear it, but also whatever vehicle that you prefer to share that out or listen, re-listen. So Thank you guys. Appreciate you more than you know, and let's keep it moving forward. Keep growing together. Keep it real, and we'll chat soon. See you guys. Later, man.